Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good, Good morning, Russell. And we say, Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a new day. We thank you for this gift of life, for the opportunity to come and be with you, that you do not turn us away, do, do not shut your door on us. No matter the times we have fallen, no matter the repeated mistakes we keep on making, you are ever so patient to look upon us with the eyes of love, to renew your mercy for us every morning and open that door once again to pour out your wisdom, your revelation and understanding, to release your light that when we come into that glory and commune with you, there is a shift in our spirit and there is a transformation with what you have put as a deposit into our hearts. We thank you, Father, for that. And we thank you for the peace and joy that you pour into our spirits when we commune with you there in our secret place. And we share the same, Lord, as we come to you. We share the same with all those that that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family, with every uh, Christian everywhere that do not yet know you and all those that do not want to know you. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and those that have no one to pray with and for them. And we ask for a quickening in their spirits, Father. As we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name. We make our prayer in the name of our maker, our creator, the great I am. The one who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. The one who said, you shall seek me and you shall find me when you seek me with all your heart. The one who is the lifter of men. The Elohim Adonai, the Lord of Lords. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The one who taught us to have faith and approach you in faith, knowing that you will not turn down that faith. You always honor faith. You are the God of Abraham. The author and the finisher of our destiny is he. Our wonderful counselor, our mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. That brings peace into our lives. The one who holds the key of David that whatever he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of light and life, the spirit of truth, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of victory. The father of all spirits to whom every spirit in the world is subject. They obey his command. He is the seal of the age to come. He is our comforter and he has made his tabernacle within our body, now gives life to our mortal bodies that we might be charged and raised up in the spirit. That the glory of the Father be restored to us. That we can be transformed and conformed to the likeness and image of himself. That image represented in the person of Jesus. 
We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with this gift of your word and your spirit. And you have blessed us with the gift of prayer, with the gift of angels and destiny helpers. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies and with every physical provision that we need in accordance with your riches in glory through Christ Jesus. As we make our prayer and our reflection this day, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. I also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. By the same precious blood that has won all victories, we come under that covenant of your blood, Lord. That there is protection, that there is forgiveness of sins, that there is remission, and there is atonement. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy and perfect will for our lives. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and any spiritual attacks. By that blood, I claim immunity for this, your family. We command angelic protection in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. I also ask for discernment, Father, that our eyes be open to see, to discern wickedness, to discern these attacks, and to hear your voice clearly in every circumstance. And then we herald the power of life in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11 that says as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater so is my word that goes out of my mouth we declare that it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. When I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. And thank you for the wisdom that fills our mouth with those words. Thank you, Jesus. God created our body as an engine, carefully designed it and set it up to be fueled by water and by food. But when indulgence goes beyond sustenance, beyond survival, that is when all the health challenges start. When it becomes more than fuel. Today, I'd like to reflect on why we should fast. What does it do to you? Now, medically, it may help cleanse the body. There are a lot of detoxification programs that are available. And a lot of those involve fasting in some form. But today, I'd like to look at it spiritually. And the first question arising is, how can a physical activity in the flesh produce an effect in the spirit? The 
The Bible says in Galatians 5 verse 17 that the flesh lusts against the spirit. That is, it moves and works in the opposite direction. So the spirit says, don't watch television. The flesh says, that's my favorite program. I watch it every day or every week. It works in opposite directions and competes with the spirit. And until we are alert and alert to the presence of God in our spirit, until we are quickened to that point, we focus on and live in the flesh. And so it is important that that be tamed and brought into subjection to the spirit, quietened from all noise. It is that distortion that keeps us under constant distraction so that when you sit in your place of prayer, there are thoughts about work, there are thoughts about your children, there are thoughts about your family, there are thoughts about relations. All thoughts around the world keep coming in to distract because we have not quietened that part of our soul. Now remember the soul is the interface between the spirit and the body. That is where our intellect, where our emotions, where our thinking is. And a few key things then worth noting, which will help us in this case is, when the flesh is busy, there is a lot of distraction. A lot of distraction in our thoughts. We find, to hard, find it hard to focus. And this is why sometimes retreats become important. Second thing is our appetites and our cravings are what rules our life. They decide whether you eat, whether you entertain yourself, whether you pursue any physical interests. And these appetites are the lusts of the flesh that lusts against the spirit in the opposite direction. Now that appetite or lust may be ungodly. When the appetite is not based on what the word of God says, it becomes ungodly and then becomes a temptation. And if we allow it to fan, it becomes a flame and we are engulfed in that passions, in our lust, in our greed. But by fasting, you can teach your body to overcome temptation, to subject it, by bringing it, to subdue it, by bringing it under the rule, under the subjection of the spirit. And in doing so, bringing it under the control of God's word. The spirit is fed by God's word. So how does this help? By resisting food and any kind of abstinence, you are subduing the flesh, you are quietening it. And over a period of time, you are suffocating those ungodly appetites. You are removing all that distraction and all the noise. Over a period of time, when we deny that appetite, its fulfillment, then the flesh becomes subdued and can now remain under the control of the spirit because you are exercising the strength, you are flexing the strength of your spirit 
to hold back for self control to say i am hungry but i will manage that hunger by my spirit now when the spirit then is in control then you may see other women and it doesn't affect you because you are so conditioned that you quickly turn the other way we don't let that temptation affect you you see food or drink or even alcohol and are not tempted because the flesh sees it but the spirit says stop the flesh now starts to listen to the spirit you have conditioned it to listen to the spirit gluttony will not affect you either because fasting teaches the body to survive and only take what is required thereby keeping it away from temptation but if we leave these unchecked then these temptations can take over your thoughts and over time become addictions become a stronghold that is dominating a person's thoughts all the time we hear people saying i have a craving for sugar or for something else and that's what we need to watch and we need to listen to what our body is telling us and look at whether that is ungodly and needs to be controlled whether that is the weakness of our heart especially it starts with the thought so the biggest thing to capture is our own thoughts what are we giving into and this is why jesus said watch your heart for out of it are the issues of life that's proverbs 4 verse 23 and he also said in matthew 12 34 out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks what you think of all day is what makes up who you are and what your actions will look like are you then seeing how this becomes a person's confession as well then what we are allowing to rest into our soul is what or is where all the foul language then comes from all the wicked propositions come from all the disrespect and dishonor comes from life and death is in the power of our tongue and we have let our tongue be influenced by death by sin by wickedness our eyes play the biggest role among all the senses in shaping our thoughts the eye is the doorway to our soul what are you allowing to enter in there then decides fasting then is not only about food but once you understand it it teaches you how to shut your systems to anything that you now recognize and discern as ungodliness a different form of fasting where if it is already in your life you now suffocate it and push it out the door if you can shut that gate in time then you refuse entry to any kind of temptation i remember recently the holy spirit 
telling me to stop watching television. And it can be hard. But I tested it to see, to push to the limits, to see what would happen. And although I'm not, not a big television watcher, I don't actually watch television much. But yet you watch it one day and then the second day comes and you watch a little more. And then you keep watching again the third day because you want continuity in what you are watching. And then over a period of time, you see that that has become a significant distraction. If it's not an addiction, it can soon become one. Where we realize later that we wasted our time. And if you do not recognize that this is something you need to stop in your life, whatever that is, television is only an example, then it can soon overtake and consume you. As 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says, it is not about what that is, but it is about taking every such ungodly thought captive and bringing it to obedience to Christ. The thought of indulgence in food, in alcohol, in sex, in entertainment, laziness, sleeping, anything that reaches a proportion of being called or labeled a lust in your life now, where you have been given to it and it is almost taking over. That must be dealt with before it can become a stronghold. The best place to start gymming your spirit, to make it strong, to fight this battle and emerge on top, having control over your circumstance and your situation, is fasting. The best place to fight this battle within is fasting. One important thing to remember here is 90% of the evil attacks is from what Pastor Derek Prince once called the fifth column. They are from within your body and your soul, targeting you from within. If Satan can pull you down by using you against you, he doesn't have to use any of his arsenal. All he needs to do is find out that weakness in you and use it against you. And then when that is used against you, where literally you are using yourself against you, all he needs to do is go and stand in the court of the king, that is God, as the accuser and point a finger to say, this one has broken the law. He knows the word very well, remember. He uses that word itself against you. This is where bringing our body, our flesh under the control of the spirit becomes important. And until your spirit gains that strength, it is able to flex that muscle, that light of God doesn't shine within you. We can keep shouting in the name of Jesus, but in effect, we will only be as effective as the sons of Skiva were. And when the opponent stood up there, they were beaten, clothes torn off, and they had to escape naked. Is that really happening in our prayer life as well? We see that the disciples tried to cast out a wicked force from a person and that one wouldn't leave. 
and then when Jesus came, he just spoke and the thing left. And he said, this type comes out by prayer and fasting. Are we conditioning and strengthening our spirit to that point then? Where you can drive out any form of wickedness that seems to have diverted your path or someone else's pathway that seems to have put a barricade in between. More often than not, we are the ones that have opened the door to all that wickedness. It lies, the key lies within our own flesh. And so fasting. To challenge it and to grow in strength in our spirit. Fasting. Then the spirit that is now free from distraction can connect with God easily and readily. Can also hear him clearly. Because you have quietened the spirit. You have quietened all the noise. Can also walk with God because you no longer fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Your walk with God gets better and better. You walk with him in the light. 1 John 1 7. You are then full of that light. Because of obedience to God's will. All of this starting to be shaped. By that one habit that we can put. Which many pastors believe should be a part of our life. We should be fasting every at least once a week. But this is what fasting can do or effect and shape within the spirit, even though it looks like it is only a physical act. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that when we reflect on our own personal lives, you show us what is the true meaning of that. That it is not only limited to food. That if I deny myself food, you will hear me. It is much more than that. Open our eyes of our spirit, Lord, to see beyond. Do not focus only on asking and connecting our fast with that. That if I don't eat food, if I deny myself food and I pray, you will hear. But help us rise above and beyond. To look at it in the spirit. Where when you said true worshippers will worship you in spirit and in truth. And we are able to condition our spirit to cut off all that external noise and distraction. Then we are able to be one with you in spirit quicker. Then we are able to turn away from all wickedness and walk with you. Where you lead the way where you show us and you bid us do not look left and do not look right, but look straight ahead what lies before you and keep walking. Following the Lamb. We ask for that edification, Lord, in our spirit today. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease and that are hospitalized this day. We pray for all families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division or separation. We pray, Lord, for all those, in fact, all of us, that are facing some kind of stronghold in our life. Some of these have secretly crept in early in our lives and have stuck on that we think they are part of our nature. Open the eyes, Lord, of our spirit to see 
that weakness in our body that is stuck with us that has been part of our nature. Even small irritabilities and anger that we are able to see the truth of that darkness that has continued to exist within us but now as your light, your word illuminates it, Father. We ask for that grace, the discernment and that grace to reject it and cut it out of our lives that it can no longer influence us. We ask for the strength on our tongue to watch every word we speak, Father. That we exercise restraint in a form of abstinence there, rejecting and casting out any kind of vocabulary that does not belong with, in line with what your word teaches us. We pray also, Father, against all that busyness, against prayerlessness, against all forms of addiction, against poverty and against ignorance of your ways and your word in our lives. That by the blood of Jesus, that every such yoke of the enemy be broken. Every stronghold be broken. Let that strong man be bound and cast out of this home. And this home, Lord, be filled by your word and your spirit. That house swept clean, filled and occupied with your presence. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends, especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit. We believe, Lord, that that prayer is an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer together, one in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Kora <laughs> <laughs> 
Sarakia, <laughs> <laughs> 
The scripture that's been placed on my heart this morning is a continuation of Russell's scripture from 2 Corinthians 10, 7. Look at what is before your eyes. If anyone is confident that he is Christ's, let him remind himself that as he is Christ's, so are we. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a couple of scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first is from Mark 9, verse 29, quoted from the King James Version, where it says, And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And the second one is from Hebrews 12, verse 15, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, Brother Savio's powerful reflections, the Friday Bible study session and the daily rosary and divine mercy sessions, please share links for friends and family to join on Zoom or on YouTube. Or they can also access the recordings that are posted on our YouTube page listed on our Facebook page and also available on our Spotify podcast page. And a reminder about our topic for tomorrow's Bible study session. It will be held online. And the topic is the key to happiness. What rescues people from a life of misery? We will learn what God's word says about happiness, the truth about true love how to get the right mindset, and finally, what is the source of true happiness. We shall share links for people to join this session tomorrow. We shall share it on a Telegram group, as well as on our YouTube and Facebook page this morning. Please share those with your family and friends and invite them to come join us for that session on Friday. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory.
We're blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. God bless.